All right, guys, welcome to Pancreation Philosophy, episode 215. I'm your host, Pocholo Cruz. We got a special guest here today. Go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. <laughs> Gabe Plugas. Gabe Plugas, uh, Pocholo, I know we've known each other for a little bit while now, um, yeah. but I am a CSO and founder of Default Kings, and uh, we are a company that helps uh, men uh, get healthy for their families by changing their default actions, their subconscious habits. So that's what I do full time. Um, I manage our sales team and I do the coaching as well. And uh, yeah, we're about four years into the journey now and um, still feel like we're just getting started. Nice, nice. Well, thanks again for your time, Gabe. And I guess like for someone that hasn't heard about Default Kings, how about could you just like take us like towards your journey? How about, yeah, let's go to the beginning. Like mm -hmm. how did like, how did the, the idea for Default Kings start? Yeah. So, I mean, the idea for Default Kings really happened uh, pretty organically. It wasn't really an idea and it was more of like the solution okay. to the most difficult problem that we had faced in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, and it all started back when um, I was a kid, really. And I grew up and I was I was born into a family where pretty much everybody in the family had diabetes, oh, <laughs> and, uh, okay. type 2 diabetes. Yeah. Okay, right. Okay. Um, and obviously terrible, um, yes. sounds bad, very, um, it impacted us in a very real way, but mm -hmm. I think the more frustrating part about growing up in a family where pretty much everybody has type two diabetes is a less, um, that type two diabetes obviously creates a ton of turmoil in a family in very different ways and shorten mm -hmm. life, shortens lifespans and decreases the quality of life. But the more frustrating point is that type two diabetes is hundred percent preventable. And 100% yeah. reversible um, through lifestyle and diet changes. And so I'm going through my childhood, and obviously, there are struggles that I'm experiencing that most people don't experience, although we all experience our own struggles in very different ways. Um, and I'm kind of growing up into, a, I guess, a young teenager, 12, 13, 14 years old, 15 years old, and becoming more aware of the world, right? I feel like at like 14 to 15 is when you just reach like consciousness, right? <laughs> like some level of awareness. You're not like a little kid anymore. Um, and I'm looking at my family and I'm looking at my dad and uh, I'm watching him go through these cycles where mm -hmm. he will uh, get kind of blow up in weight, get really sick, have a trip to the hospital, come back from that trip to the hospital and be on point, right? For a few weeks, mm -hmm. maybe even a few months, whether he's trying the newest fat diet or he's just trying to, you know, get himself to, to stop doing some of the basic uh, bad habits that lead to him gaining the weight. And he would stick to it for a few months and then fall off and then gain the weight back. Right. And gain all the way back, if not more. And then he would end Just up right yo -yo back there. Exactly. Yeah. That yo-yo cycle. And so I'm watching this play out over the years, just as I'm a kid. And I think I started to realize that, or and he definitely started to realize that the the negative consequences of that yo-yo cycle were way worse than just gaining the weight back, right? It wasn't like he yeah. fell below baseline and then got back to baseline because mm -hmm. there were so many downstream uh, negative effects that just didn't impact him immediately that every time he would go throughout this yo-yo cycle, he would, it would be worse than the first time. Right? It. It's like his baseline was like lowering. It's like a downward spiral kind of a downward thing. spiral. Yeah. Exactly. It got harder and harder to get healthier and his health got worse and worse and worse every single time. And so it's got to a point where um, I believe I was 16 or 17 years old and his health had hit complete rock bottom, right? 
Um, we're talking multiple months out of the year spent in the hospital um, at this point in time. He had to retire from his job on disability. Mm -hmm. Literally had to have the paperwork done that he could not physically work because of how sick he was, right? And of course, that impacted our family financially. Mm -hmm. Of course, that impacted our family in ways much worse than just financially yes. because yeah. I'm sitting there 16 or 17 years old, right? About to become a young man, looking for examples, looking for this direction in life and looking at the person in my life who's supposed to be the example, the person in my life who raised me with these great values of hard work and determination and work ethic and living a life that honors God. And I'm wondering where he went wrong because mm -hmm. he's suffering. He's definitely not living a life that I want to live. And he's not even living the type of life that he would want me to live. Mm -hmm. right? So I start to ask these questions of how is it that he continues to end up in this position because he knows what to do. He's had doctors telling him for decades what needs to change. He mm -hmm. has tried all the diets. He's done all the research. He has, he's living with me for God's sakes. And I've already been diving into the health and fitness stuff. And I was telling him what to do yeah. at this point. Yeah. Like right? it's not like your dad didn't know what to do essentially. Yeah. Precisely. Right. He knew exactly what needed to be done. But the problem was that even though he knew what to do, even though he knew what needed to change, he would find himself reverting back to those subconscious habits that got him in a hospital bed, mm -hmm. right? It would last for a few weeks, a few months, and then he would revert back. And so I didn't realize what was going on at a subconscious level with my dad's habits, obviously at this age. Mm -hmm. All I knew was my dad couldn't find it within himself to make the changes necessary to get himself healthy, right? And so I started to come to conclusions that any 16 or 17 year old boy would come to. And I started to think about, well, if my dad won't even take care of himself, he must not care about himself. And if he doesn't care about himself, he must not care about the role that he plays in my life. And if he doesn't care about the role he plays in my life, he must not love me. And so I was at the point in my head where I felt like my dad didn't love me because he didn't care about being around, he didn't care about being present, and he didn't care about staying alive, right? In my mind, I was watching him rationalize how the ice cream at the end of the night was more important than being there for your son, was more important than setting the example for your son. And so this created a ton of pain. This created a ton of resentment, right? This created such a rift between my father and I's relationship that there was a point where uh, he sat me down and asked me, son, why do you hate me? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's got, yeah must, must be, have been very painful for it to get to that point. Extremely painful. And you can imagine how painful for, that was for me. And then at this point, something I realized was however painful it must have been for me at that point, I couldn't imagine the pain it must have been for my father at that point, mm -hmm. watching the impacts of his habits, not just impact his health and how he feels throughout the day and how he feels about himself and his own sense of self-worth and his own self-image, but now impacting his relationships and how mm -hmm. his son looks at him and his level of connection with his son, right? And so we have this dynamic where he's aware that there's resentment present in the relationship, right? Mm -hmm. To the point where he's asking why I hate him, right? And of course, in that situation, I, 
I don't directly respond, right? I kind of respond like, oh, dad, you know, I don't, I don't hate you. What are you saying? Right? But yeah. in the back of both of our minds, we knew that that was BS. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I kind of get to a point where I have to separate myself from my father because every time that the idea of that relationship came to my mind, there was just mm -hmm. so much pain, right? Like Got there it. was a point where he would call me on the phone and I lived like eight minutes away from him at this point in time. <laughs> and, I, and I wouldn't be, I, I'd go periods yeah. of time without seeing him, right? Yeah, Because yeah. I'd be strategically avoiding him. Mm. Because every yeah. time I looked at him, there was pain. And so there was a point in time where he would call me on the phone and I would just hit end, right? I would deliberately not answer the phone. And uh, I was talking to a mentor of mine about how I still have this resentment. And this mentor of mine, he, he, he gave me the advice that I needed to hang that relationship with my father up on the cross. Like I needed to basically let that go. If I was ever going to be anything of substance and not be motivated just by that pain. Yeah. Right? And so I had to start that process where I started to do things almost in spite of the relationship with my dad. Right. And, um, this ultimately led to a point where I became very, very much um, interested in health and helping people with their health. And so mm -hmm. I get into college and I initially start down the pre-medical track. I'm like, I'm going to be a doctor because I want to help people mm -hmm. get healthy. Right. Okay. And then I kind of realized that doctors um, <laughs> don't really know what they're talking about. They're not really health experts. They're medical experts. Right. Yeah. They understand medicine and medication and they know how to, uh, make symptoms subside through yeah. the use of prescription drugs for sure. They're great at that. They've done yeah. really well at that. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's what the medical industry mainly is, is there exactly. to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Symptom management, right. Not yeah. health management. And Symptom so selling. yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so once I realized that I um, transitioned to a physical therapy route, because I'm like, at least that's a route in which you can kind of give people some ownership over their health. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then as I'm going down the physical therapy route, uh, myself and Jack Bly, um, we become best friends. Okay. We become workout buddies. We start training together and we start to realize that we're a little bit different from, I guess, kind of the average like 18 year old and 19 year old <laughs> at the time. Right. Yeah. We're, you know, we're kind of still in a phase where we're, you know, partying a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. uh We'd well, still figuring, be out, figuring out yourself and exactly, water, right? yeah, precisely, right? Yeah, but we're still the only ones waking up at eight a.m. after a night of drinking to go hit the gym. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. So we'll hit the that gym and we'll to sleep. Yeah, right, a little bit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, we kind of partner up just just in in terms of our friendship, in terms of obviously training, and mm -hmm. uh, we get to a point where we're at the end of our freshman year of college. And, uh, we hit a workout together and we're just kind of walking towards our cars at the end of the night. And we're literally just in front of our cars, uh, chit-chatting. And Jack asked me a question that was pretty deep. And we've had some deep conversations up to this point, Got it. Um, but he asked me something like, what's your goal, man? Like, what do you, what do you want to do? What do you feel like you're made for? Mm -hmm. And both of us immediately went to, man, I feel like we're made for more. I feel like yeah the ultimate goal here, right? Just on a practical standpoint is obviously be financially successful and be able to provide and protect for our families for sure. For sure. Uh, but we don't want to be average. Got it. Yeah. You didn't want to just meet your basic needs and just, and just survive pretty much. Right. That for sure. Right. Yeah. But even more than that, 
we felt like we were already called to be in a position of leadership of some sort or influence mm-hmm. of some sort to help yeah. people in some way, shape or form. Right. And so uh, I asked him, you know, how he's going to do that. And yeah. he's like, I don't really know. I'm in the <laughs> finance major. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he asked me how I'm going to do that. And I'm like, I don't really know. Like, yeah. I'm in this, you know, physical therapy track, but you know, I'm not the best academically to be completely honest. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know. And um, there's still kind of a cap there. And so uh, both on your obviously earning potential and also just influence your ability to lead and your ability to help people, right? Cause you're kind of confined into somewhat of a box. And yeah. so uh, we were like, man, well, we got to do something different. We should start a business. And most people Lots of people say they should start a business, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of businesses start. Yeah. A lot of businesses start, right? Let alone yes. get discussed about starting. Yeah, but we actually yeah, did yeah. start the business. The very next yeah, day, yeah. the very next morning, Okay. we show up to my community college mm-hmm. and we rent out a study room for seven okay. bucks. Okay. <laughs> I was probably like 50% of my bank account at the time. <laughs> and uh Breaking the bank. Yeah. Yep. And like, hey, making this investment, this $7 investment to start this business, right? Okay. That was our money down. That was our capital investment. And yeah. um, we literally sit there with a blank sheet of paper. And uh, it was a blank business plan, actually. Right. Okay. Something he probably printed off of like one of his <laughs> class resources or something. Yeah. And yeah. Um, we just start filling it in. Right. Okay. We literally just start researching. We know that we have the unique skill set already of understanding how the human body works, understanding physical training. Right. And so we start this idea, right, where we're going to train people. We're going to give people workout plans and nutrition plans online. And we okay. start that and we grind on it for months. I'm talking day in and day out. Within two weeks of starting that idea. Mm-hmm. without making a single penny, let alone having anything up on Instagram or anything like that. Um, I, uh, I quit my job. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, whatever bank was there, break it. And then yeah, go, go literally, all this. Okay. Exactly. Literally. Yeah. I remember I had like my last paycheck that I picked up and it mm-hmm. was like 700 bucks or something like that. Okay. And, uh, I took that entire paycheck. Yeah. I kept 80 bucks for myself. All right. And I put the rest of it into our business bank account <laughs> just immediately. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I took that last paycheck. I invested almost every single dollar that I had to my name. I put okay. it into our business bank account, um, you know, just to buy like our LLC and like maybe mm-hmm. this editing software and this yeah, website, yeah. whatever it was. Pretty much investing into the business. Yeah. 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 Just take everything I have to put it directly into the business. And I, I, uh, I have 80 bucks to my name. And, um, Jack had lived actually in Tallahassee, Florida. So he went to FSU at this point in time. And, cool. um, I took 80 bucks, my name and Jack and I planned to meet, um, at FSU. And so I drove four hours all the way to FSU. Wasn't even sure if I was going to be able to last the weekend in another city and be able to take care of my own food, um, let alone be successful with the business. And even when I made to make that trip, um, I had like, you know, my buddies, swiping their you know like uh, meal plan cards for me yeah right yeah. like they would have like the college dorm food yeah exactly right i'm like <laughs> hey can you swipe for me today <laughs> um and uh so yeah that's that's where we were at and we were in that kind of cycle for um about six months where mm-hmm. like there was literally no traction whatsoever yeah. it was right? all like Jet- touch and go kind of thing yeah like not even touch and go it was like <laughs> 
go and nothing yeah. to show for it. Yeah, right? go and hope there's re- there's something out there. Yeah. Just literally yeah. pipe dream. Just like, how do you know this is going to work? Just like, we don't. Like, we have don't, no yeah. idea if it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're pretty much, well, since you're leaving your job, pretty much burn the boats at this point. There's just like, there's just one direction. Yeah. <laughs> Completely burn the boats, right? It's like, if you can imagine, like, I know obviously with your MMA background, like somebody walks into the gym for the first time and they're like, do your best. And they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah. How? What is yeah. that? There's just yeah. no idea, like no perception of any level of like potential. Like there's no potential yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so we're in that cycle for about six months and then um, COVID kind of starts to to take place. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they kind of shut down the schools for like a week or two. And Jack comes down to Orlando because that's where his parents are. That's where I am. Um, okay. It was like that two week period where schools are closed. And Jack's just like, dude, I'm staying. Like, I'm not going yeah. back. I'm like, what? Yeah. What do you mean you're not going back? Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm not going back, dude. Yeah. Like, okay. And he stays. He okay. literally doesn't go back to school. And they let us kind of finish that semester or yeah, mm-hmm. whatever it was online, right? Online. Um, yeah. So yeah. It wasn't too weird, but Jack was all in at that point, right? Okay. And that's where we both really started to go all in, where we would meet every single day, wake mm-hmm. up at four at the gym by five, right? Yeah. Train hour and a half, two hours, immediately wash up a little bit. We wouldn't even shower, but straight to the study room, right? Yeah. Straight to the study room, start working at like 7 a.m. And we would work from like 7 a.m. to 7, 8 p.m., right? Okay, wow. And okay. work on God knows what, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was what we were doing. Like, I have no Kind of just spinning your wheels at this point. Just getting just spinning our wheels. Just sweat. yeah, exactly. Whiteboard, like notepads, just like, mm, what if we blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, right? It's like the chimpanzees typing Shakespeare at this point. Yeah, exactly. Just like they're doing something, but nothing's yeah. happening. Right. Throwing it at the wall. Yeah. Throwing shit at the wall. Exactly. Right. And um that lasted that 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 lifestyle lasted for another year. Okay. Right. <laughs> we were just throwing shit at the wall. And um, yeah. yeah, the only way we survived was because I had a hand-me-down old F-150 pickup truck. Okay. And uh I was using that pickup truck to do like odd jobs. Got so yeah, I would literally go to like this app called next door and it's like a neighborhood, like, like a neighborhood task app kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'd post like, uh, you know, willing yeah. to move trash, yard yeah. work, help people mm-hmm. move, lift anything heavy, right? Just anything you need a body in a truck for, like yeah. we did, right? There Got was it. yard work. <laughs> there was helping like hoarders clean out their trash. It was also crazy <laughs> stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. We, we were like, we got to, we were known at the landfill. Like they knew us cause we were there so yeah, much. Like, taking like, oh, it's these guys again. Yeah. yeah these guys yeah. again. Right. Yeah. And um, it's, it's actually funny. Like we did that for so long and we did so much that I still get like random old customers <laughs> from like four years ago. Technically, yeah. like, hey, Gabe, remember when you moved my mattress like four years ago? Do you yeah. still have that truck? <laughs> I'm like, no, no. <laughs> you moved on from truck. From, yeah, from I've moved on a little bit, I hope. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that was, and now I guess you could say that like that business of removing <laughs> random crap was profitable before this business. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of ironic there. And uh, we would do anything, man. Right. Like we even built this beach once. Right. For these two old guys who lived on a lake 
and they okay. wanted a beach. <laughs> so we we literally moved like tons, like actual tons, like two thousand, like thousands of pounds worth of sand. <laughs> Sand, <laughs> like wheelbarrowed it to their backyard, which was like on the lake, and we yeah. like cut down all these plants and we built a freaking beach. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so and you know we got like two hundred bucks or something for that for that job, and we felt like rich, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so yeah, that we were stuck in that cycle, um, banging our heads against a wall, working like our fingernails off for barely enough money to just buy groceries, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we got to a point where. I, uh, I had just moved in, um, to an apartment with my fiance and it was like crazy, crazy cheap rent. So I still thought I could make it work. Um, because I, I happened, I happened to know the landlord. It was actually an apartment complex that my fiance's parents owned. And so they kind of gave me the favor. They're like, Hey, you know, basically pay us like 250 bucks a month for utilities until you kind of get up on your feet. Okay. And, um, that was like a challenge in itself. Um, but we were surviving barely. Um, and Jack and I were sitting at my desk one day and, um, we were just sitting there probably like an hour into a work session that was going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we just look at each other and we're like, man, dude, like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, we got to make money like that. We have to actually make money. Make That's yeah. the goal. Yeah. <laughs> that is what business does. Yeah. That is what yeah. we're supposed to be doing. Like. Yeah. We literally look at you. We have to make money like yelling. Yeah. Apartment. And um, yeah, we're like, okay, how do we do that? Cause we've been going at this for a, what, a year and a half here. Mm-hmm. And we haven't figured anything out. And so um, what we do is we, we find some mentors, right. And we had been reluctant to invest in any kind of mentorship or anything like that up to this point, even though we had some like in-person kind of mentors, we just knew, Got it. but we find some mentors. And I remember the the first person we found, his coaching program, which was like a business coaching type program, right? Okay. It was like two thousand yeah. dollars. And like when we looked at, it, we were like, dude, zero percent chance. Like, what two thousand dollars? Like, no, we have five hundred dollars. Like to our name, yeah. like no. Yeah. <laughs> and we kind of spin our wheels on that for like a week, and then we're still frustrated, and we have to do something. And this is like our last hurrah, right? We've got a thousand bucks in the business bank account. Each Mm -hmm. Kim and I each have 500 bucks to our name and we just put in everything, right? Chips, just push them forward. Yeah. Um, All in on this. Okay. All in. Right. And uh, so we put every single dollar we have into this $2,000 coaching program. And um, we have two calls with the guy and it goes nowhere. We make $0 off. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, yeah, this was like our bad mentorship experience. But uh, we're at the end of that and just like, dude, like, what the heck, right? Um, we, I guess we did gain a little bit of insight because we probably started to make like 60 to $200 a month okay. off of our business, right? Okay. Which so was a, a little money, but still not enough quite to offset the investment. Nothing, right? It was nothing, right? <laughs> it was enough to cover- In like, comparison to the investment you put in, yeah. Yeah. It was enough to cover the costs of like our softwares, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So we were making no money, still doing the hall jobs. Um, we had like three clients and like, they didn't know that we would like hop off coaching calls with them and like, go pick up trash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so um, we were doing that. And then this other uh, mentorship opportunity comes around. Okay. And this one is $2,000 again. 
Um, so it's a thousand bucks each and, um, guy kind of approaches us. Um, we're talking to him a little bit. We're asking him questions and I, I, I'm kind of like, dude, like, no, like I'm not doing this, bro. Like I have $300 and like, mm-hmm. this is $2,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I talked to the guy and he's like, dude, we can split it up between you and Jack. I'll do you guys together and we'll split up the payments. Oh, okay. So okay. It, it'll be like 330 bucks a month or something like that for three months. And I'm like, okay. And so I have $300 in my name, <laughs> put all 300 into this. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm at $0 and I, I still owe this guy at least 600 something bucks. Right? <laughs> and um, this, this paid off. Within the first month, we make, I believe it was about seven to $8,000. Oh, wow. Okay. In the first month, just yeah. instantly, boom. Right. And we make those seven to $8,000. And uh, I remember Jack sends me a text, a text um, where he, he had found this hauling job, right? One of our <laughs> odd jobs. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. Right? Someone, someone, someone brought it to him and he was like, Are you ready for the last haul job we'll ever have to do? Right. Nice. I'm like, yes, yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> One last time. Right. And that was the last haul job we ever did. Because from that point forward, mm-hmm. we start to actually learn how to communicate to people, how to actually mm-hmm. solve their problems, right? How to make money. Yeah. So go down this process. And we're starting to build our business a little bit. Right. And we're still in college. We're still kind of like not sure if this is going to work, have no idea, but it's working a little bit. It's yeah, working a little yeah. bit. Like there's actually some dollars coming into the bank account. Yeah. It actually exists. Yeah. Okay. The business um, is actually it's actually, actually producing money. money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's not enough to live off of in any way. It's not mm-hmm. enough to be anywhere near successful off of. So we're still in college. We still have that like plan B. Yeah. Right? Then we get to a point where um it starts to become kind of real, mm-hmm. where we start to make enough money where we're like technically, like we could actually live off of this, right? Like we could survive worst case if it never got better than this, right? Mm-hmm. Like we'll be poor, but we won't <laughs> but, die. But we're surviving. Yeah. We, yeah. Won't, we won't starve. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and when we got to the place of basically just being poor, but surviving, we dropped out of college. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and so we drop out of college. Yeah. And, you know, we're poor, but we're surviving. Right. And we're giving people workout programs and some of our clients are successful. Some are not, okay. our business really isn't successful yet, but we're not mm-hmm. poor. And okay. Things are going okay. At this point, we drop out of college and we go even more all in right now. The ships are really, all the, bur- the boats are really <laughs> yeah. burned, right? Yeah. Like this is what you're doing. You have to figure it out or else you've just wasted the last two and a half years of your life. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're even more all in than, than you already were all in. Yeah. Right. yeah. And there's no safety net, right? There's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we get to a point where we're making some good money. We're helping people. Like things are looking up. And we, we start to get to a point where we're like, we can make this work, right? We can make this work. We get to a point where we're like a slightly above poverty, Right. Or we're like, okay, like this actually, like, this is like kind of okay. Like we can, we could survive a little, we get a little bit more and survive. Right. We can, you know, we can maybe go out to eat and like have a few beers like once a month or something like that. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. people are doing good. Our clients are doing good. And, uh, 
you know how Jack and I are, right? Like we were, we were not okay with that. <laughs> yeah. You, you got higher goals than that. For yeah. Sure. But very much so. So we were still like depressed. Like we still yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the other part, the other thing that kind of started to happen mm-hmm. as, as we were going into this was we started to realize that some of our clients weren't actually being successful long-term, right? Okay. Like people okay. would pay us a little bit they would get these elite workout programs, elite mm-hmm. nutrition plans. Like we knew our stuff well. Like we had some of the yeah. craziest mentorship and um, studies just from anywhere. And they were good stuff, right? This was good stuff, but nobody would actually stick to them. Hmm. Okay. There's even this client who we had who he paid, we gave him the great program, everything, right? We were on top of him, keeping him accountable, everything. Yeah. Like he wouldn't even weigh himself. Right. Huh. After putting in the money for the program, after having these coaches like yeah. on you, keep me accountable, he, would, he wouldn't even weigh himself. And um, we we went so far as to to buy him a scale on Amazon. And he, li- he lived in actually, he actually lived in Mexico City. We okay. bought the scale on Amazon. We shipped him the scale. Yeah. So that he can weigh himself. So there was literally no excuses. And we paid, yeah. right, with, yeah. the, with the no money that we had. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was like a tough, like, dude, 20 bucks. Like, frick, man. Like, yeah. All right, let's do it. <laughs> uh, and so we set on the scale, confirmed that he got it. Still didn't weigh himself. Still didn't weigh. Okay. So we're like, yeah, this is weird. This is weird, man. Like this guy won't get himself to do what he needs to do, even after paying. And it was so like perfectly in time with where my dad's kind of health was going, right? Because yeah. at this point, like yeah. he was still at rock bottom, right? Like I had repaired my relationship with him in any way, shape, or form. Um he was still kind of at rock bottom. And so we realized this issue where people aren't sticking to, or are not doing the things they know they need to do, right? Mm-hmm. Where they are not changing their subconscious habits, even when they have the game plan, even when they have the accountability, even yeah. when they put money into investing and solving the problem. Um, and even when they have the motivating factors, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing my dad's going through, right? He wasn't a client of ours. No. The motivation in the world, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had all the tools and then the knowledge. And then, yeah. I mean, you would think the motivation behind it, but the action still wasn't happening there. Precisely, precisely. Right. And so we become very aware of this issue that people are struggling with. And we mm-hmm. decide to start to focus on solving that problem, right? Mm-hmm. On the mindset behind actually being consistent. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we start to focus on this. And of course, we invest in more mentorship from psychologists and we dive yeah. into psychology and human behavior. And mm-hmm. we start kind of testing on our kind of early client base of like, yeah, hey, when we implement this mindset shift or this psychological framework, mm-hmm. they're consistent. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of our guinea pigs in the beginning. Right. Yeah. And yeah. we're testing these things on them, testing these things on them. And we're seeing the clients who actually become consistent, seeing the clients who do what they say they're going to do, right? Mm. Seeing the clients who change their subconscious habits at a fundamental level to the point where they're sticking to it for years and yeah. they could stick to it with us or without us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they're actually achieving long term success. And as we become more and more well versed in having the process that changes those subconscious habits, we start to realize this right here is what can actually help people long-term, right? Mm. And of mm-hmm. course, this, which is a much deeper issue than just not knowing yes. how to work out, not knowing how to yeah. eat. Most people already know, generally speaking, what needs to be done. Yeah, generally speaking, out. what needs to be done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If we can help people with this, we can actually impact their lives, right? We can prevent them from having to go through what we saw 
our parents go through, right? What <laughs> we went through as children. And of course, we can have a much more successful business because mm -hmm. we'll have clients who are able to solve a life-changing problem, right? Yeah. And on top of that, even if they're done working with us, they become consistent for the rest of their lives. They're yeah. in, in better places than even when they worked with us and they're walking billboards for us for the rest of their lives, right? So yes. 10 years down the road, when someone's like, oh my gosh, how did you get in such great shape? Right? How are you in better shape at 45 than you were at 35? How are you in better shape at 55 than you were at 45? <laughs> They'll point them back to us. So yeah. it all worked out perfectly, right? And on top of this, being intentional about figuring out how to solve people's subconscious habits, how to change people's subconscious habits. My dad makes a massive shift in his own life, right? There was a point where um, he was, we, we had gone a little bit without seeing each other. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I went to like my little brother's football game or something. And I saw my dad there and yeah. he looked healthy. He looked vibrant, right? And he, he told me, son, I'm down 40 pounds, right? Which was more weight than he had ever lost in the past. Okay. And I was obviously blown away. And I was like, wow, dad, like, that's awesome. But I was still skeptical. Yeah. I was still skeptical. Um, but he ended up keeping all of that weight off, right? Keeping all of it off. And so it actually stuck. And so when you look at what my dad implemented, it was this mm -hmm. change of just the daily subconscious habits of the things that he defaulted to. It wasn't mm -hmm. knowledge. It wasn't a new program. It wasn't a new diet plan, right? Yeah. Because he had got all those in the past. Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> It was a change of the fundamental habits that he was doing, implementing daily, right? He went from mm. sedentary to a little bit more of an active lifestyle, right? He cut out some of the bull crap that he was eating in the past, right? Mm. And he had this fundamental identity shift where he went from the overweight, unhealthy, unhealthy father who was not setting the example for his funds, who was disappointing his family, who was a financial and health burden on his family mm -hmm. to the man who is capable of being active day to day. The man who is in control of his cravings, right? Of his nutrition. Mm. And then that created long-term success, right? And so all this kind of starts to cascade at the same time. And uh, we make our entire point of focus, right? This idea of changing your default actions, right? Mm. Because changing your default actions, your subconscious habits is yeah. what creates automatic consistency. The mm. type of consistency where if it's subconscious, your healthy habits are subconscious. You do them no matter what. It doesn't yeah. matter what stressful life event comes up. It doesn't matter what your motivation feels like that day. It doesn't matter mm. if everything come, comes crashing down, right? You mm. no longer have to walk past the chips, past the cookies, past the freezer and have this urge of, man, don't do it. Don't reach for that. <laughs> thing that's making you so fat and so unhealthy. You're ruining your life in so many other ways and you find yourself doing it anyway, but instead you walk past it without the desire. It takes it from this unconscious, mindless eating, mindless scrolling, mindlessly hitting snooze, mindlessly laying in bed mm -hmm. to this conscious, I'm in complete control of it, right? And so that is what kind of initiated the process of, of building what Default Kings is today and bring us to the point that we are today. Wow. Long answer for that question. Yeah. <laughs> Long answer for that question. But no, I mean, definitely such a deep, like, I mean, dive into like the beginning 
of, of your business. And it's very interesting how, you know, like the pain points, like in your early point in life really helped in terms of, cause that made you see like the underlying problems and realizing that, okay, like the tools, okay, to tools are great, but if they're not implemented, then what's, then there's really no purpose like for yeah. those tools. So that must be, I mean, that's gotta be like, I would imagine pretty like satisfying to see like as that, as that goes, just seeing not just, you know, in your business life, but seeing that in your personal life, I'm sure seeing your dad healthier than when he was, especially you probably couldn't imagine him being that healthy back when, when you were like, you know, when you were going through those tough times, like in, yeah. in high school, right? Yeah. I mean, I had completely lost hope in that, right? I yeah. lost hope in that so much to the point where I literally hung that to the cross and I had to do that to just be able to function. <laughs> Right. Just to let it go. Yeah. Just, I had to let it go. And so yeah. I let it go completely, like no expectation of that ever getting better. Right. Yeah. And now my dad's at the point where just a few uh, weeks ago, he told me that his numbers for his diabetes, his heart disease for everything were the lowest that they've ever been. Right. Wow. And you can yeah. imagine the impact that that has on our relationship. Where of course now we've talked about, Hey, he, he has this a, a regret right over the things that he did in the past. And he feels so <laughs> terrible about them, but now I'm able to look at him. And instead of us having this unconscious conversation of why do you hate me, son? I'm able to <laughs> tell him to his face, dad, I'm glad that you did everything that you did when you raised us. Right. And yeah. I'm so thankful that you m implemented those changes because you did everything you needed to do to position me where I am, where I'm now able to help people, let alone maybe set the help healthy example for you. So I'm able to look at him in the eyes and say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you mm -hmm. for holding on until you're able to make that change. Yeah. That must be very satisfying just to see, especially from, yeah, from that conversation where your dad asked you like, why, why you hated him to now having that being, you know, just not just the change that happened to your dad, but the change happening to you, that yes. for you being able to tell him that and yes. to realize like that. Yeah. yeah. And I'll say another thing that's so directly just, you would not expect it, right? Mm -hmm. It's the fact that whether my dad knows it or not, his story, his struggles and his revival, you could say has mm -hmm. been the foundation of what's built our company, has been the yeah. foundation of what's built the process that we use to implement this system and help other people, hundreds of other people, not just change their habits to get healthier, right? Mm -hmm. His story, what he went through and what he overcame is not just the inspiration for people to lose body fat, to look better, to feel better, to have all the energy, to look like a million bucks with their shirt off but as yeah. literally impacted generations because there are other sons out there of these fathers who have the unhealthy fathers and who yeah. would have gone through the same pain that I went through as a kid if their fathers never made the change. But because of my dad's story, because of the the inspiration that comes from that, those dads make the change. And they set a healthy example for their sons, yeah. right? And their sons look at them with respect and that literally brings families together. Versus separating them apart, which is the foundation of the world change that we all want to see, of the society change that we all want to see, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that what he went through was so much bigger than the struggle that was in his own head that we can't even perceive the impacts of him sticking through that and overcoming it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and that's, uh, I mean, it's a powerful thing. It's a beautiful thing to see, like, you know, just being able to just channel that problems and trauma into a business where if you realize given okay, what what is the business for business for solving problems and you just pretty much without intentionally solve the problem that you saw that mm -hmm. caused you a lot of pain and helping relieve others 
of that pain. So that's, I mean, that's a beautiful thing to see, Gabe. And yeah, I mean, thank you for sharing your, your story and that. And I mean, so we've gone to the past. So now let's go to the present here, I guess. What's like, what's next for, I mean, I know, I know we recently talked, I mean, Default King is expanding. It looks like it's mm -hmm. going well. I guess like what can people look forward to see in the, in the coming, uh, in, the, in the coming future yeah. for Default Kings? Yeah. Yeah. So we want to get Default Kings to a point where people have essentially the default solution to mm -hmm. changing and fixing their unconscious habits, right? Their default mm -hmm. actions, right? Yeah. Because we know that changing their default actions is what creates and gets them the automatic consistency with their health, right? Yeah. And so our mission is to do such a good job with the core clients that we have right now that mm -hmm. the default Kings becomes the household options where people don't have to go through their life with this hopelessness because they've mm -hmm. lost so much weight and gained it all back. And they think they can't pull themselves from the depths and they know yeah. that there's a way to change their subconscious habits. So that's our mission. We want to help men change their default actions so that they can become everything that they know they're called to be, whether that's in their families or in their careers mm -hmm. or in their relationships, or even in mm -hmm. just their relationship with the almighty and being able to mm -hmm. honor him with what they do right, and how they take care of their bodies and what their bodies are used for. Yeah. Just, just changing pretty much their default, their, their base so that their baseline doesn't need to get any worse. And you don't want them just to get better just for it to come back down. You want them to change their, their lifestyle, their default yeah. lifestyle. Right? Okay. That's a, I mean, that's a, I mean, of course, great. I mean, great to see. And I'm sure, I'm sure if you could, if you're, if yourself four years from now could see where you ended up, I mean, I'm sure they probably couldn't imagine that it, it would get to this point, right? 100%. Even though you had, I mean, you and Jack had had that goal and, and now to see, I mean, still, still on the cusp of it, but mm -hmm. on what seems like well on track to, uh, yeah, keep reaching your goals and get the higher goals. And yeah. uh, that's definitely, it's definitely beautiful to see. Yeah. yeah. I guess um yeah so if somebody like wanted to work with Default Kings like with your company I guess how could they how could they find you how could they how could they reach out to you yeah so it's pretty simple it's all on social media right now Twitter is our mm -hmm. main kind of hub as we continue to expand um but you can message us you can click the links in our uh, our bios that we post all the time and if it seems like you're a good fit if you're a family minded man who you know needs to find some consistency then you can go through that process. And see if you're a good fit for default kings. Um, Perfect. Yeah. And then I know, I, I know, yeah, I know you and Jack are both on, uh, are both on Twitter. I think mm -hmm. yours is just, is just, is just your first and last name. Just get, yeah. I mean, want to just spell that out. Just so yeah. Gabe Plugez, G A B E P L U G U E Z. And um, you'll find Jack, Jack Bly, and you'll also find Joey Yoheim. That's another person you can speak with. Nice. Joey Yoheim is our director for filming and operations. And uh, he's somebody who we actually added to our company um, about almost exactly a year ago. Okay, and year that ago. was absolutely okay. part of the mission to make sure that men know that there is a solution to changing their, their default actions. Okay. Because Joey, he handles the fulfillment operations completely and utterly. Like we put another human being in that role to make sure guys were implementing this successfully and actually seeing their default actions change. Right? Yeah. So he's another one of the owners of our company now, and he's our director of fulfillment operations and everybody can talk to him as well. Joey Johan on Twitter. Got it. So Joe, Joey, Jack, and then, and then yourself, yeah. default Kings. 
Uh, yeah, man, really appreciate your time. I guess like anything else you want to share like with the listeners out there? <laughs> man, I think the biggest thing um, is that if you understand that changing your default actions gets you automatic consistency. It's not about your levels of motivation because a lot <laughs> of people have so many motivating factors in their lives already. Most yeah. of the people who we work with have more motivating factors in their life than I do. They already yeah. have a wife whose life quality quite literally depends on the health of their husband and their husband being able to go to work with energy and breadwin for the family and take care of her and protect her. That's a pretty damn good motivator, let alone the all, all the other reasons that's important for you to be fit and healthy with your wife, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let alone that. Okay. On top of that, they have these kids that are looking up to them, right? Yes. Who they can look at and see the direct impacts of their unhealthy habits. So these guys have the motivation. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they generally speaking know what to do. Yeah. The information's out there. It's not, it's not like shrouded in secret. No. Exactly. And of course, sometimes that's overwhelming and they might need some details worked in to get to their goals more efficiently. But ultimately, at the end of the day, what needs to change are those subconscious habits. The fact that they know they shouldn't be snacking on the bag of chips and they open the bag of chips thinking to themselves, don't do this. This is why you're 50 pounds overweight. This is why you're unhealthy. This is why your kids aren't going to look up to you. This is why your wife doesn't look at you and they do it anyway. That is what needs to change because if that changes, the rest becomes easy. If that changes, consistency becomes automatic. If that changes, they now become the person who naturally, without needing motivation, without even needing external accountability, Mm -hmm. does the things that get them fit and healthy. So that is the message I'd like to leave people. Very well said, Gabe. All right. I mean, change your default. Check out Default Kings. Check out, yeah, Gabe or uh, Jack Bly or Joey Johan. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, appreciate your time, Gabe. Right. <laughs> I know you're a busy guy. I'll let you, let you get back to it. But, yeah, thanks again. Sick, bye. Bye, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome talk, bro.